Now we begin a whole new topic, Hilchas Avedas Elilim, the laws regarding Avedazora, idols, an idol that's made by a non-Jew and an idol that's made by a Jew, Chas Vishon. Halach Aleph, Al Kol Ha'avera Shebetorah, Yavor Va'al Yehorek. Regarding all sins in the Torah except for three, if a Goy tells a Jew, either do this Avera, break Shabbos or I'll kill you, you're supposed to break Shabbos. Eat treif or I'll kill you, you're supposed to eat treif. Except for three Averas, Chutz me Avedas Alilim, Vigil Arayas except for these three Averas, idol worship, adultery, and murder, and also, If a Goy puts a person up in public, and in front of everybody, he wants the Jew to show that he's going against the Torah, then then the person has to allow himself to be killed rather than to commit a sin. If the Goy's intention is to show that this Jew is converting, he's leaving Judaism and taking on a different religion, even regarding a shoelace, if the guy stands up a Jew in front of 10 other Jews and tells him to change the shoelaces, to put on the shoelaces the way the Goyim do, not the way the Jews do, and he's doing this in order to show that this Jew is leaving Yiddishkeit and joining their religion, then the Jew has to allow himself to be killed rather than to do that. And also so too when there's a Gzeras Hashmat, this halacha is going to be based on the third tiku that appears in the second half of Likut Imran. There are three tikkus there, Torah Aleph, Torah Hei, and Torah Ches. This is Torah Ches, Hamedaber mi Toichocha, where Rabbein Ezzel speaks about rebuke, Likutei Chelek Beis, in the second half of Likut Imran, Hamuva Le'el Behilches Machol Yaakom Halacha Beis. Rav Nosan Zal says, I already discussed this once in Hilchas Machol Yaakum, the second halacha. Ayin Shom, Masha'om Rabbein Zal, take a look over there in that chapter on Likut Imran, what Rabbein Zal writes, She'ikar ha-tfila hu-rachamim v'tachnunim. That standard tfila is pleading for rachmonis, pleading, begging for kindness. That's where we're directing our tfila to. Ve'ikar ha-rachamim tolui bedas. And Rabbein Zal shows that normal Rachmanus is dependent on Das. Rabbi Nezal says if a person doesn't have Das, he'll give a steak to a baby, thinks he's being kind. He can kill with kindness. So Rachmanus requires Das. And sometimes when the Sitrachra is able to draw, to attach itself to the Rachmanus and draw from there, Azai Nifgam Horachmanus Vadas. Then the Rachmanus and Das becomes damaged, Venase Achzorius, and it gets converted into meanness. The people show Rachmanus on a murderer, you have a terrorist, and people want to show Rachmanus. Give him, they will give him a jail term, but we'll let him out. Kill a human being, then we're just as bad as the terrorists if we kill him. So we give him a jail, then we let him out so he can, he can do more terrorism. Vazai Mezgaber Taivas Niyuv and when the Rachmanus and the Das get spoiled, then it results in Taivas Niyuf. Because again, the Gemara says, that Niyuf, Pegama Bris especially, comes through a Ruach Shtus, which means 
a spoilage of the das, the wrong kind of rachmanus. Vazai hatfila bebechinas din, and then a person cannot use the standard type of tefila. They can't use the standard type of tefila which is directed towards rachmanus. <coughs> But rather, the person has to use a completely different type of tefillah, a tefillah bebechinas din. Vazai tzrichin balkoyach godol sheyispalel tefillah bebechinas din. And this requires somebody very powerful to give forth a tefillah in this form of din. Kemoy pinchas be'ez sholemaisa zimri. Like pinchas, when the incident with zimri happened, when the Jews were falling into Pigam Abris, and Zimri, who was the leader of the Shevet, and he wanted to perform this Pigam Abris in public to show that this is a Nazi doing this, so now everybody can do it, Rachman al-Slam. as it says in the Pasuk, Vayamoy Pinchos Vayefalel. It doesn't say Vayispalel, it says Vayefalel. And the Gemara says, Oso Plilim im Koinoi. He gave forth a Tefillah Bebechinas Din, it's brought that Pinchas is Bigimatria eight times Yudkevovke, corresponding to Bina. Bina is the eighth sphere from Abanam. Pinchas is Bigimatria Yitzchak, which is again eight times Yudkevovke. Bina is the origin of all din. Bina is the beginning of the left side. In Kesser, there's no right and left. When we come down to Chachm and Bina, Chachm is on the right, Bina is on the left. So Pinchas is Bina, he's super din, he's Yitzchak, Pachad Yitzchak. And he was the one who was And through the tefillah of a powerful person like this, this tefillah in the format of din, this forces the sitra to throw up to return all the holiness that it swallowed up previously. Because Rabbi Nezal shows there that the Sitra Achra is din. So when the Sitra Achra sees this type of a tefillah, it says, hey, that's for me. And the Sitra Achra tries to swallow that tefillah, and there's a posit, B'tzavoro yolin oiz that there's this powerful, this oiz, this tefil b'chinas din, that gets stuck in his savor in his throat, and forces the sitra to throw up all the kedusha that it had swallowed till then. And through this, we're to all the other great things that Rabbi Nezal explains over there in chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran. Until we're to the powerful voice of Yaakov, which defeats the heel of the foot of Esav, the Bechinas, as the Pesach says, the Yodoi Oichezes Ba'akev Esav, that the hand of Yaakov Avinu grabbed hold of the heel of the foot of Esav. Ayin Shon, study that chapter in the Kuturan, the Doik, study it very carefully, very well, to have a strong introduction to this halacha. Likutei halachas, Yoradeya Chilek Aleph, Hilchas Avoidas Elilim, Halacha Aleph, Paragraph Beis. Today is the second day of Elul. We dedicate the learning, Le'ilu Nishmas, Dishla Basra Bichil Michal Halevi, the elder daughter of my Rebbe, Reb Michal Dorfman Zechon Avracha, and Le'ilu Nishmas, Rechama Rivka Sandra Basra Bichil, whose yard site is also today.
and Lili Nishmas Tufi of Rabbi Yisrael Yitzchak, Yerachmiel Daniel Ben Gedalia, and Rosa Basi Tamar, and for a complete refu shalema for all those that need it, the Soich Shar Choli Yisrael. We gave the introduction in the previous year, based on chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran, Tikutei Chacha. Now Rabbi Nosson Sal goes into a very delicate, important topic, Mesiras Nefesh. Mesiras Nefesh means a person dedicating themselves completely putting everything they have into something. That's one definition of Mesiras Nefesh. Mesiras Nefesh also means a person giving up their life for something. Paragraph days, V'zeh inyan Mesiras Nefesh, al Kiddush Hashem. What Rabbi Nezal is speaking about in that chapter, in Kutimana, about the tefillah, that standard tefillah is Rachmanus, and there's a non-standard tefillah. When the Rachmanus becomes damaged, then we have to switch to a different type of tefillah. Tefillah b'bechinas din, Rav Nosenzal is going to show how this is all related to the topic of Mesiras Nefesh al-Kiddush Hashem. When a Jew actually gives up his life in order to sanctify Hashem's name. She'osur limsor nafshoi lahariga mamish al-kol ha'avero shebetoira chutz It's forbidden for a Jew to give up his life, to allow himself to be killed for all other Averis in the Torah, except for three. Kikol ha-Torah kulo hibachinas rachamim v'chayim. Because the entire Torah is an expression of Hashem's kindness and Hashem wanting to give us life. Kamashikosu, as the Pesach says, kihu chayecho v'oirech yamecha. The Torah is your life and the longevity of your days. And another Pasuk says the Torah is a tree of life for those who hold on to it. And one of the main reasons why Hashem gave us the Torah is so that we should be zoichet to life, life in this world and especially life in the next world, and to remove death from ourselves to remove the angel of death and the whole power of death. And also, in order for us to be involved in repairing the sin of Adam Arishon, when he ate from the Eitz which is what brought death to the world. Because the Torah is life. So our involvement in Torah is all about connecting to life and removing death. And this is why just about the entire Torah gets put aside in order to maintain life. Because the Torah was given to us for us to live by it, not to die. As the Pesach says, Bohem. You should live with the mitzvahs of the Torah. And the Gemara says, Not that performing a mitzvah should cause you to die. If a person is sick, and if, and if we know if the doctor says that if this person fasts on Yom Kippur, it could cause them death, the person's not allowed to fast. Because the, the main the essence of the Torah was given to us in order for us to live and to remove and eliminate all aspects of death from us, both physically and spiritually. 
And this is also what tefillah is all about. Bechinas rachamim. The Aramaic word for tefillah is rachami, kindness. Because in general, when we daven Hashem, we're asking Hashem for his kindness. Shehu bechinas das. And Rabbeinu Salovedin in Likut Imran shows that rachamim goes together with das. Ki ikar horachamim toli Because true rachmanus requires intelligence to know what's rachmanus and what's not rachmanus. As we mentioned in the previous year, ki hatfilah hi mesiras nefesh. Now we know Rabbeinu Zal begins chapter nine in Likud Imran by saying ki ikar hachius himen hatfilah that the main source of life of a Jew, spiritual life and physical life, is tefillah. Kamashukosov, as the pasuk says, tefillah lokel chayoy, davening tashem. That's my life. So tefillah is life. Tefillah is rachmonus. And now Rav Nosanzal says, nefesh. And tefillah is also a form of mesiras nefesh, a person giving up their soul. As Dovan HaMelech says in Tehillim, Eilecho Hashem nafshi Hashem, I lift up my soul to you in my tefillah. I give up my soul. There's another pasuk, nafshi yotza bedabroi. My soul comes out when I'm speaking. Because a person is supposed to daven with Mesiras Nefesh, to put all of their energy, all of their life into the tefillah. Like Dovan Amel says, All of my bones, my entire body says, Hashem, who is, the, who is there like you? When a person is davening, it's not a relaxing experience. A person is supposed to put energy, power and energy behind that tefillah. As is brought in many Sforim, and also in the Kudimran, chapter 80, Rabbi Nezal speaks about this. That the Zohar Kodesh says, There's a Pesach, Hashem, we kill ourselves over you all day. The Zohar Kodesh says that refers to Tefillah. When a person is davening properly, they're killing themselves, they're putting everything, everything they have into the Tefillah. And so to all mitzvahs, a person is supposed to do, perform with mesiras nefesh, meaning putting everything you have into fulfilling that mitzvah properly. And this aspect, the mesiras nefesh that a person puts into each and every mitzvah, when a person, let's say, has to walk to shul, they have to walk a distance to go to shul or to go to learn or something like that, and it takes effort and energy, that effort and energy, that extra effort and extra energy that the person is putting to the mitzvah, that's, an as- that's like a tefillah. Shehu bechinas dveikus, because tefillah, is an example of a deep connection to Hashem, Dveikus, Bechinas Mesiras Nefesh, which is what Mesiras Nefesh is all about. I'm giving over my soul to Hashem. I'm transferring my soul to Hashem. Bechinas Eilecho Hashem Nafshi Hashem, I lift up my soul to you, Hashem. Avol HaTfila, Shehi Bechinas Mesiras Nefesh, however, the tefila, when a person's doing it properly, which is a form of mesiras nefesh, v'chein mesiras nefesh or kol mitzvah mitzvah, and so too the mesiras nefesh, the energy, the super energy that a person puts into each and every mitzvah, 
צורך להיות בבחינס והחיוס רצוי ושויף. must be performed in a, in a manner, in a format of going up and coming back down. וחיוס, חיוס is a certain type of angel, that these angels go up and down. But Rabbeinu Zal and the Zohar Kodesh interpret this, that hachayos, our chayos, our source of life, which is the Torah, the mitzvahs, the tefillah, must be in a form of going up and coming back down. Shehu b'chinas rachamim v'das. That's when it's being performed in a form of rachamim and das, b'chinas chayim v'chesed, in a form of life and kindness, so that we remain alive, we don't die. Death is an aspect of din. Life is an aspect of chesed. Death is an aspect of din. We know that when a Jew goes into a cemetery, if a person has not been in a cemetery for 30 days, there's a special bracha that you make. And the bracha there is Asher Yotzer Eschem Badin Vizon Vechilkel Eschem Badin. We mentioned Din, Din, Din. So death is an aspect of Din. Life is an aspect of Rachamim and Chaim. Ki Rotsoi Do Nuri Voshoiv Do Matat Saraponim. The Zohar Kodesh tells us, and Rabbein Zal speaks about this in chapter 13 in Likud Imran, that the concept of going up going up to Hashem, that's associated with a certain angel called Nuri. <coughs> the word Rotsoi is actually Bigimatria, that angel's name. Nuri Kale, as you see it here, is Bigimatria 297, which is the word Rotsoi. Voshoiv, and coming back down, Do Matat, <coughs> that corresponds to the angel Matat, who is called Sar Haponim, the master of the faces. And again, this angel Matat, his name is Bigimatria Voshoiv, exactly, which is Bigimatria Hashem's name, Shin Dalad Yud, 314. Nuri Zebechinas Din. Rav says that first angel which represents the going up, that's an aspect of Din. Bechinas Nur Doluk, a fire that's burning. Nur means fire. Fire is an aspect of Din. Matat Sarhaponim, whereas this other angel, which represents the coming back down, the Voshoiv, Roshetevois Moshe. The first letters of Matat Sarhaponim spell the word Moshe, Zebechinas Rachamim, Vedas. And we know that Moshe Rabbeinu represents Rachmonus and Das. Kemuva Bedir Rabbeinus Albamakamachra, as Rabbeinus Al speaks about this in chapter 13 of the Kutimran. We know Rabbi Nezal also says in the second half of Likud Imran, in chapter 7, he begins with the Apostle, In order to lead Klal Yisrael, a person must be a Rachman. And Rabbi Nezal shows there that Rabbi Moshe Rabbeinu was the ultimate Rachman. And there Rabbi Nezal expounds and defines what this Rachman is, what the most important Rachman is. So based on this, we conclude that the real Rachmonas is only when a person is going up and coming back down. That 
that when a person goes up, when a person achieves this mesiris nefesh, this dveikus, a person gives himself over completely, completely to Hashem, but he remembers to come back down into the, the, the soul rises up and it returns, it comes back down into the body. That's the returning. And we just showed in the previous power riff that the Voshoiv is the Rachamim. That's the Moshe, that's the, the Rachamim and the Das. Because kindness and Das is associated with life. Those two go together. That Chochma Das gives life. Ki ikar horachamim hu kishenimsha horachmonus letoich bechinas hadin lahamte kol Because the real best use of rachmonus is when the rachmonus is drawn into the din to sweeten the din, to soften the din. That's the real rachmonus and das. V'zeh bechinas chayim. And that's how our lives operate. Da'inu chibur haneshama v'aguf. Our lives are defined by a union between the neshama, the soul, and the body. Because the soul represents the seichel, the, 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 the das, the rachmonas of the person. When we put on tefillin in the morning, we say, Whereas the body, represents din, foolishness, silliness. The body has all of its silly desires. And when these two join together, that's when the person is alive. The neshama, the soul, feeds life and energy into the body. This means that the neshama, which represents das and rachmim, sweetens and softens the body, which is an aspect of din in comparison. We know that the neshama, the brain, we refer to the white matter of the brain. The brain is referred to as whiteness. The body is the blood, blood, flesh, which is red, which is din. And when these two join together, when the neshama joins with the body and is feeding energy and life into the body, then the body also is alive through this rachmen, which is the neshama which is attached to it. The neshama has the ability to sweeten the din of the guf, and to convert it, to turn it into rachmim. And this is what real living is all about. When these two are functioning properly, together, joining together. Whereas when the neshama leaves, then the body remains pure din, which is death. And this is tied into what the Zohar Kodesh says, which Rabbi Nezal quotes over there in chapter 13 in Likud Imran, Rotsoi Donuri, that Rotsoi going up 
that that's corresponds to this angel Nuri, Hainu Din, which is an aspect of Din. Voshev coming back down, Domatat, Hainu Rachamim, which is Rachamim. Kikishuhu bebechinas Rotsoi, because when a Jew is in this form of Rotsoi, where the Jew is giving up his soul to Hashem, he's rising up, he's releasing the soul to go up to Hashem in his words of tefillah or in whatever mesiras nefesh he's showing for a mitzvah, then that person is in a state of din. Because when the nefesh rises up to Hashem, the body remains in a state of din, or misa. But when the person comes back down, Because when the soul returns into the body, it draws kindness and life, to sweeten the din, shehu sitri de gufa, which is the body. Vesehu ikr horachmen. And this is true, Rachmanus, kishenimsha horachamim lahamtik hadin. When the rachmen is being used to sweeten the din, that's the real purpose of rachmen. And that's when it's really showing what it's all about. Vialkein and therefore, onu tzrichin sheye kol avoidosenu umesiros nafshenu lashem. Therefore, under normal circumstances, we are required to see to it that everything we do in serving Hashem should always be in this format of going up and coming back down. To elevate our soul to Hashem, and by going up to Hashem, we're drawing Rachmonus and life from Hashem. And then to bring the Neshama back into the Guf. Because this is the real definition of kindness and life. To draw life and holiness and light from the source of life, which is Hashem, and to bring it down to all of the lower worlds, Shehim Bechinas Guf, which correspond to the body. Because Hashem wants us to continue serving Him. He doesn't want us to just fire one shot and die. He wants us to, to Hashem enjoys our service, He wants us to live. As the Pesach says, You, Hashem, want the praise that comes from those who are made from earth and, and physical matter. Hashem does not want the world to shut down, to be destroyed. And when a person's tefillah or Masiris Nefesh, is in this form, where the person is going up and coming back down, that's the type of tefillah that's referred to as Rachamim and Das, which is associated with life. This is also one of the reasons why when we speak especially about Balei Tshuva, 
that it's extremely important a Balchuva feels bad about the fact that many months or years of their life were without light and they want to make up for it. So they want to run very, very quickly. They want to jump up to Hashem. They don't want to climb, they want to jump. And there's a tremendous warning to be careful when you're jumping that it's possible to jump too high to a place that the person can't come back down. Or a person jumps in a certain way where they get harmed in the process. This is the famous, famous chapter 6 in Likud Imran, which is called the Soyid Kavonas Elul, the secret Kavonas of the month of Elul. And that's where Rabbein Nassau really, really elaborates and expounds on this concept of Rotsoy Vashoyiv, up and down, aliyahs that every single person in this world experiences ups and downs, and it's extremely important to understand the different avoidos, how things operate when a person's going up, and how things operate when a person's go, coming back down. And this is why Hashem commands us that regarding just about all of the Averis in the Torah, if a person's in a situation where he's being told if he doesn't do this Avera, he's going to be killed, he should do the Avera and not allow himself to be killed. Because the laws of the Torah are pushed aside in order to sustain life. As the Pesach says, V'chai bohem. Live by the Torah. Don't die by fulfilling the Torah. Because the essence of the Torah was given to us to live. So that through the Torah and its mitzvahs, we'll be able to draw life and das into the body. The body which is din. To sweeten all the dinim. Avol, however, al sholish averos regarding three sins, which are gilu yarayos, avodazora, and shfichas domim, sins committing the worst sins between men and women, and idol worship and murder. Hutzorech lehoreg v'loy laver. There, the Torah tells us that if a person is faced with a choice to commit the sin or to allow himself to be killed, the person should allow themselves to be killed rather than to commit the sin. Because all three of these sins are in the category of taivas niuf, pegam hatfila, ukemuva batikunim as is brought in the tikunei zoyar, <coughs> that these three sins correspond to the negative items in the body. The liver, which is all blood, wall-to-wall blood. The mora, the gall, which is bitter. And the toil, the spleen, which processes all of the damaged red blood cells. These three represent negativity in the body. And all three of these are included in Taivas Niyuf. As the Tikkun Zoyar elaborates on this, Ayin Shom, take a look in the Tikkun Zoyar, Tikkun Nun Vav, Dav Peites, Amit Beis, and in the Zoyar and other places. I tried to look into this this morning, and I, 
I started, I didn't complete it, but obviously the Zohar Kodesh shows how all three of these are included in this. We know, first of all, that Rashi tells us in Chumash that when it came to the Egel Hazov, when it came to the Jews worshipping the golden calf, Rashi quotes the Gemara saying that that was not the real goal. The goal was that that should lead to Arayos. The, role, the, the goal was to break down the fences of fear of Hashem by worshipping an idol in order that that should be a springboard into Gili Arayas. So we see there the connection between Avodah Zorah, that Avodah Zorah is an aspect of Gili Arayas. And we know in the story of Bilam, that Bilam, when Bilam advised Bullock, if you want to bring about the downfall of the Jews, get them to commit sins with women. So they sent the, the non-Jewish women to entice the Jews, and they would try to entice them to arouse them, and just when they were about at a peak, that's when the woman took out her idol and said, bow to the idol, kiss the idol, and then I'll be with you. We see the connection between the Avodah and the Gili Arayas. We know Shfich Hasdomim means spilling blood. When a person commits sins of Pegama Bris, that's considered like murder. Wasting seed, Chas Vashon, is an aspect of Shfich Hasdomim, murder. A person is, is, is causing zera that could have resulted in life, healthy life, to be destroyed. And so too, this is explained in many places that all three of these sins are tied into Taivas Miuf. Now here again, Rabbeinu Zal, in the chapter on Ikutimran that this halacha is based on, we said chapter 8, over there Rabbeinu Zal focuses, he doesn't discuss all three, he discusses Taivas Miuf. So Rabbeinu Zal here wants to show us that all three of these things are included and related to Taivas Niuf. Because Avoidazoro and sins with women are one aspect. Bebechinas, as the Possek says in Mishlei, Vesoid Acher Al Tegal. Do not reveal a secret that you're not supposed to reveal. And the Zohar Kodesh says, Uman Degoli Eryan. A person who reveals arayos, a person who shows commits sins in this area, that person is being revealed among those arayos the inon who are referred to as idols. So we see again the Zohar Kodesh making a connection between arayos and avodasora. We know there's another place in the Zohar Kodesh where it says Rabbi Shimon was walking with his students and there were women walking in front of them. So Rabbi Shimon said, let's walk quickly to get ahead of them in order to fulfill the Pasuk al-Tifnu el-Ho'elilin. Don't look, don't turn to idols. Is he calling women idols? The answer is chas v'shalem. He's saying that committing a sin with a woman, looking improperly when somebody's looking at what's not his own wife, when somebody's showing disloyalty, that's considered idol, idol worship. That's compared to idol Idol worship is turning away from Hashem. We're supposed to look at Hashem and not look away from Hashem. This is also a person looking at what they're not supposed to. And as Rabbi Nassau makes reference to this in Torah Lamed Vav and Likutimran, and so to murder is also associated with Niuf. Because a person who is Poigem in the Bris 
is considered like committing murder. Like the Gemara says, Nida kol zera levatolo hu domin. A person who wastes seed is it's like they're committing murder. And so to a person who intentionally does not get married, they're not involved in bringing children into the world. That's also an example of Pigama Bris. Is also considered like murder. Like the Gemara points out in Yvonnes. We, from this, that Pigama Bris is directly related to all three of these sins. Which the Zohar Kodesh says correspond to the liver and the gall and the spleen. And the Zohar Kodesh tells us these three are the opposing forces to our three prayers of the day, Shachris Mincha We have those three sources of life in Kedusha, the three Tfilois, and opposite them, we have these three forces of Tuma. And the three Tfilois correspond to Shem Bechinas Moyach, Lev, Reya, Kimuva Petikunim. The three Tfilois correspond to the brain, the heart, and the lungs, which are all our sources of life. They're all associated with life. There's a term brain dead, chasvishon. When the brain is not active, ha techaya, we said, chokhma gives life. The heart is the source of life, turning the blood in the body, ki adam huanefesh. The heart is the pump of the circulatory system in the body. And the lungs also, oxygen taking an air, these are all life. Ki sholosh because as Rabbi Nassau explains over there in chapter 8 in Likut Imran, the three basic tefillahs correspond to the three parts of the brain, and also three levels of kindness that the Torah speaks about. Rabbi Nassau there quotes a, a posuk, the, the Rachmonis that goes from grandfather to father to son. Whereas these three sins, idol worship, murder, and, 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 and arayos, all are associated with pigam niuf, shehu pigam hashloi which is what damages the three parts of the brain. Pigam hashloi It damages the three levels of kindness. Shehu pigam hashloi And it also damages the three tefillos. V'yalkein... And therefore, when it comes to these particular sins, a person has to actually be willing to give up their life completely. To die in order to sanctify Hashem's name. Because again, we said that all three of these go under the umbrella term Taivas and remember, the word Neof, Nun Aleph Pei, is Bigimatria, the name of the Satan, the Yetzirah, the angel of death. His name is Samach Mem Aleph Lamed, which is 131. The word Neof, Nun Aleph Pei, is Bigimatria 131. So when there is this Taivas Neof, Vazai Hatfila Bebechinas Din, Rabbein Zal Shosei on the Kutimran, 
then the tefillah cannot use the standard channels of rachmim and das because they become damaged. The tefillah has to change. It has to go into a different direction. It has to be tefillah bebchinas din. This requires a very powerful tzaddik who can give forth this tefillah in the format of din. And this tefillah, when the Sotan sees this, he says, I'm din. So he grabs that tefillah and swallows it. And Rabbi Nezal shows that it gets stuck in his throat. As we mentioned in the first paragraph of this halacha, this ties in perfectly with the concept of a Jew giving up his soul, allowing himself to be killed for these three sins. Because when these three sins gain power, then we must change the format of our tefillah into a tefillah This requires a very powerful person. This balkoyach means a person who's ready to die. That takes tremendous courage, that takes tremendous strength, a willingness to die. That's another version of this tefillah. This is the concept of a rocket ship taking off. You see pictures of a rocket ship taking off. That fire, that explosion that has to take place in order to push that rocket to go all the way up, very, very high up. That's Rotsoi without coming back down. It's interesting. I remember in the commentary on this chapter of Likutimran Tikutoi Chocha, in the Parpores Lechachma, he elaborates tremendously. He really clarifies a lot on that chapter on Likutimran. And he says one example of this Tfila Bebchinas Din is the story of Yoina Hanavi. We know that the high holidays. Rosh Hashanah and Kippur are called Yomim Noiroim, days of awe. Noira, Noira means awe, super, Yemeidin, days of judgment. The climax on Yom Kippur at Mincha, the Haftorah, the famous Haftorah, Maftir Yoina, which in many shuls they buy that, a person buys that Haftorah for a huge, huge amount of money. It's considered very special because that Haftorah tells us an incredible story of tshuva. It tells us about a city of Ninveh where the people were very, very bad to the extent that Hashem said, I'm gonna, if they don't do a real tshuva, I'm going to wipe out the whole city. And Yoyna Novi is supposed to go give over this prophecy and he tries to evade it and he tries to go on a boat at sea. And Hashem makes a horrific storm break out where the, all the people on the boat, the captain and the sailors, see that this is not a normal type of storm. That the storm is only around the area of the boat, nowhere else. So they realize somebody on this boat is at fault. So they draw lots, and it comes out to Yoyna Hanavi that he's the cause of all of this. So they ask him, what's your story? He says, my story is that Hashem wanted to give me a certain prophecy, a certain mission, and I'm trying to, I tried to evade that mission by running away, 
and, and this is all because of me. And if you throw me overboard, if you throw me into the sea, the sea will calm down. They hear this, who wants to do that? An innocent guy, he didn't do anything, they don't see, he didn't hurt anybody, throw him into the sea, why? He says, I insist, I'm telling you, you're gonna see that nothing else is gonna work. It's only this. So sure enough, they prepare and they take him and they toss him into the sea <clears throat> and immediately the storm subsides. And the Pusik says there, all the sailors on the boat converted. Right there, they saw this incredible miracle, a miracle from Hashem. They all did shuva, they converted, mamish converted. Again, an incredible kiddush Hashem, that all of these people suddenly accepted Hashem upon, like Yisroi, not one Yisroi, a hundred Yisroi's, five hundred Yisroi's. So the Zohar Kodesh says on this, that this is an example of the tefillah bebechinas din. What was the tefillah? Yonah was the tefillah. Taking him and throwing him into the sea, the sea here, the storm, the stormy sea here represents the sitrachra. That the sitrachra swallows up this nefesh, this soul, this person. And in doing that, that Rabbein Hazal says over there that when this happens, this tefillah gets stuck in the throat of the sitrachra. The sitrachra is forced to give up all the holiness that it swallowed up till then. And then we know that sometimes when a person is really vomiting, they don't just give up the food that they ate, but they start vomiting up their insides, the bile from inside that mora starts coming up and the person feels mamish like they're gonna die. Their insides are, are coming out. Rabbi Nezal says there, that's the concept of gerim, converts. Converts are the insides of the sitrachra, goyim, mamish, goyim, mamish, supposedly. And, and we see in this story that as a result of the sea swallowing up Yoyna Novi, the Sitrachra swallowing up this nefesh, this Tfilah Bebchinas Din, it resulted in all of these gerim, all of these people converting. So Ramachman Shirin shows that that's one of the versions of this chapter on Likut Imran, of this Tfilah Bebchinas Din, and, and how, it, how it results in a tremendous defeat of the Sitrachra. And that's why we read this on Yom Kippur at Mincha. This is like the grand finale, the climax of these 10 days of tshuva of the Yom Imeroim. Ki mamish lemisa, because when a person actually allows himself to be killed in order to avoid committing a sin, bechinas rotsoi levat, which means that person's going up with no intent to come back down. Azai hu bebechinas din, that person is going into a state of din. Because as we mentioned earlier, when the neshama goes up, the body remains dead. In an aspect of din. Misa is an aspect of din. And when that happens, the sitrachra wants to swallow up that dead body. Because the sitrachra is death. Because the sitrachra can only attach itself to something that's dead. When a person is alive, when David Amelech was told that he's going to die on Shabbos, he said, No problem, I'm going to learn all day, every minute. The sitrachra won't be able to, to touch me, can't attach himself. The sitrachra can only attach itself when there's misa. However, 
this dead body of a Jew who died al Kiddush Hashem, who died in order to sanctify him Hashem, who made that body, when the Sitrachra tries to swallow it, it gets stuck in his throat. And this forces the Sitrachra to have to vomit. And to give back all of the holiness that the Sitrachra had swallowed over a period of time. As the Pusik says, which Rabbeinu Chayel Bola Vayikienu. He swallowed up powerful, a lot of powerful things, and he was forced to, to return it, to give it back out. As Rabbeinazal uses this tussock over there in Likudimran, explaining the effects of this tfil of the Balkoyach. So too, exactly in the same manner, this holy person, who gave up his life to sanctify the name of Hashem because of these three sins, this person's body, which died in holiness, gets stuck in the throat of the Sitra and it forces the Sitra to have to return, to have to vomit up all the Kedushas that it swallowed up. Because the act of a Jew dying al Kiddush Hashem is exactly the same concept that Rabbi Nazal describes there in the Kudimran of this Tfilah Bebechinas Din. Which is going up, only going up without a parachute to come back down. And through this act itself of a Jew giving up his life, Al Kiddush Hashem, who bechinas Balkoyach, he is that Balkoyach that Rabbi Nezal is defining over there in the Kutman. He is that powerful one. Bechinas giboyrei koyach oisei devoroi. As the Pasuk says in, in Tehillim, referring to powerful tzaddikim who fulfill the word of Hashem. V'yalkein, ayidei mesiras nafshe shelzea kodosh, shuva bechinas tefila bechinas din shabal koyach, ayidei zehu moitzi kol hakedushoi shebola asitrachva. And therefore, through this person's mesiras nefesh, which is exactly the same as that tefila bechinas din, he extracts all the holiness that the Sitrach was swallowed up over a whole period of time. And this is why it's brought in the Kisvi Arizal, in the Eitzchayim. That one of the most powerful, powerful things in Yiddishkeit that brings about an elevation of holy sparks that are in a fallen state is the 10 great rabbis, the 10 great tzaddikim who were murdered by the king, Al-Kiddush Hashem, Rabbi Akiva and his friends. Ha-Mesiris Nefesh Al-Kiddush Hashem Malchus because as a result of these rabbis willingly give, what do you mean willingly? 
willingly meaning, had they wanted, they could have looked at that king and looked at his army, and it would have been the end of him. In one second, in a fraction of a second, they accepted, they allowed themselves to be killed through their Mesiras Nefesh, Shehu Bechinas Tfilah Bechinas Din, Al Yedeizeh Gufam HaKadosh, Shemishar Bebechinas Din, Achar Histalkas HaNefesh Al Kiddush Hashem, as a result of this, their holy bodies, which remained in a state of din after the soul left, that package of din, that body, got stuck in the throat of the sitrachra. To the point where this forces the sitrachra to have to vomit up thousands or millions of holy sparks that the sitrachra swallowed up over the generations. And now Rav Musnazaliyetz, va'ad hayoyim, until today, bechol eis shono mazkirin koyach asor rugim alchis, whenever we mention the merit, the schus of these ten great tzaddikim, onu moitzin hakdusha meyasitrachra. This enables us to extract the holiness that the sitrachra had swallowed up previously. Vakoil alidei bechina now, all based on what we explained here. And this is why, again, on Yom Kippur, at Musaf, during the Chazoras Hashats of Musaf, we have this paragraph, this Eila Eskara, where we remember and we mention in detail the deaths of these ten great tzaddikim. When? Yom Kippur at Chazoras Hashats of Musaf. And also on Tishabov, which is a day when we hit rock bottom in a sense. Mamish, the, the, the worst day supposedly for Klal Yisrael, which is also the best day for Klal Yisrael, the day when Moshiach is born. In the Kinois, one of the most important Kinois that we say during Tisha B'Av is the Kinois where we mention the Zechus of these ten Sadiqim. And the Arizal says that on Shabbos at Mincha, Shabbos Mincha, which is Rotsoin Shebretsoinois, Raiva Derivim, the holiest, holiest time of the entire week, the paragraph in the middle of Shemayin Esrei there, Ato Echod, Veshimcho Echod, Umika, the last line in that paragraph, Vial Minuchosam Yakdichu Eshemecha, and in their resting place, they sanctified your holy name, the Arizal says a person is supposed to think of these Asoro Haruge Malchis, these ten great Sadikim who gave up Al Minuchosam. With their death, they sanctified the name of Hashem. When are we supposed to think about it? Shabbos, Mincha, the holiest, holiest time possible. I once mentioned this to Reb Nichol Zechonavrocha, and I remember he, re- he gave a response, what about the 30,000 Kedoshim of Uman? That's much closer to our hearts. And since then, I always try to have in mind by that last line in the Mincha Esrei, the 30,000 to be makasha ourselves, to bind ourselves, to those 30,000 martyrs who gave up their life, Al-Kiddush Hashem, in the massacre that took place three years before Rabbeinazal was born, and also to these Asora Haruge Malchias. For those who can appreciate this, this is incredible, privileged information. The Arizal and the Zohar Kodesh and Rabbeinazal, Rabbeinazal give us insights to things that people have no idea in their furthest imagination 
They have no idea what's going on here, what exactly is taking place. And the Arizal uses Kabbalistic terms to refer to it, and Rabbeinazal and Rabbeinazal bring it down to a level that we can relate to it, that we can understand and know exactly how to apply this in our own lives. People have asked me, where is the Tefillah B'Bechin Din by us? The answer is, number one, on Mondays and Thursdays. Today happens to be Monday. <clears throat> and the V'hu Rachum Yechaper Ovoin, V'lo Yashchis, the Tefillah, the extra Tachnan that we say, and in the Tachnan we say, Hashem, arouse your gvura. I mean gvura, arouse your rachman, your chesed. No, Mondays and Thursdays are the days when the judges sat in judgment, when the Jewish courts sat in judgment. So that's one example of the tefillah b'pchinas din, the tachnun that we say on Mondays and Thursdays. Another example is chatzois, the tikkun rochel, which is said at chatzois laila. And there are several examples of this, that the Meforshim on that chapter on Likut Imran mentioned, and Rav Nosenzal will discuss with us throughout Likut Yalochas. And any time that a Jew has to show Mesiras Nefesh in order to perform a mitzvah is an example of this Tefillah B'Bechinas Din, where we started the month of El, we're headed towards Rosh Hashanah, Rav Nosenzal said to come to him for Rosh Hashanah, and throughout all the years it involved a Mesiras Nefesh, a person leaving their family, leaving their wife, leaving their children sometimes. The husband is like the neshama, the wife and children are like the guf. And the person leaving his family is a concept of a mesiras nefesh, in order to go to be with the tzaddik for Rosh Hashanah. We should be zeuched that Rabbein Zal's Rosh Hashanah should be matzliach, betachlis hashlemus, and Hashem should see our rotzah our desire for this mysterious nefesh, and it should lead to the Gula Shleimah, Bimheira Bimeinu, Amen.